Hello and welcome to The Healing Sanctuary. I'm your host, Melissa Field, and I wanted to talk about intrusive and intense negative self-talk today. I wanted to do this episode because I was spiraling into a dark space myself this week, and I know there's a lot of people out there who struggle with this type of thing also. My intrusive thoughts go something like, I'm a complete loser. Everyone knows I'm a loser, but no one wants to tell me. I'm worthless. I have absolutely no value. I would have more value if I did not exist. No one will ever love me. I am unlovable. I am human garbage. And it just goes on and on like that. These are intense thoughts. These are vicious thoughts. These thoughts silently destroy me from the inside. Up until recently, I wouldn't even share with people that I was thinking them because I knew how dark and hurtful they were. I knew what they sounded like. On some level, I knew these thoughts were not an okay thing to think. And this shame of how mean I am to my own self added to the deep and bottomless void that existed where my sense of self-worth and self-love should have been. Our own judgment of our own negative self-talk really adds another layer of complexity to the healing of intrusive thoughts, but you can feel better and I hope through some of the stuff you hear in this episode you will start to feel a little bit better, so stick with me. I'm going to share with you how I work through these thoughts and you can either take what I, what I've learned and use it for yourself or use it as a way to explore what works for you because we're all different and what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another, but this may give you some ideas for what you can do to just kind of rewire and rewrite how you talk to yourself. The thing with intrusive thoughts is they feel so intense that this intenseness convinces us that they must be real. Because how can anything feel that intense and that powerful and not be real? And that's where I want you to begin with. I want you to remind yourself that your thoughts can be extremely big and loud and overwhelming and also be telling you things about yourself that are not true in any way. Your thoughts are not big and loud because they're saying accurate things about you. They're big and loud because the experiences that created them were intense and probably overwhelming. It may have been one highly charged incident. It may have been many small incidences over time, or it may have been a mixture of both. I'm not going to go too much into what creates our intrusive thoughts because I'm not a licensed therapist or counselor. I'm a meditation teacher who is speaking about this based on my own experience, and I'm a big believer in the power of therapy, so I would love to encourage you to talk to a trained professional if you want to explore the the source of your own intrusive thoughts further. But as a short introduction, there are many, many different reasons we come to believe false stories about our own self ranging from childhood abuse to racism to homophobia to body shaming and 
Also things that are more subtle, but just as impactful, such as a neglectful parent, being different than our parents and feeling like we don't belong, having a highly critical caregiver or constantly being compared to a sibling or someone else. What created your intrusive and negative self-talk is highly personal to you. And no matter what caused it, your experiences were valid and you deserve to untangle from those thoughts and beliefs and to find new ones that are loving, encouraging, and supportive. If you're listening to this, there's a strong possibility you are experiencing these kinds of thoughts right now. And that's okay because we're here to acknowledge those thoughts and to find ways to tone down the intensity. And this is the first thing I want you to start for your practice. The goal with intrusive and intensely critical, even hateful self-talk, is not to take it from a level 10 intensity to a level zero. I know from personal experience how desperate it can feel to get the intensity down to a zero because the feelings inside of us are so awful. But when we make the goal to make the thoughts go away completely, we're often trying to reach for a step we're not, we're not at yet. So right now, just tune into yourself and ask yourself, how intense are your thoughts? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most intense, what would you rate these thoughts? What is their intensity level? So now that you have your number, if you're at a 10, or if it even feels so intense it's off the scale, that's okay, and that's not unusual. There's nothing wrong with you, and you're not the only one feeling that. There's no number that's so high it's hopeless or shocking. When I tell people about the thoughts that I have, the thing that always surprises me is how many other people think these things, but nobody wants to say it because one, we think we're the only one feeling it and we're going to sound crazy. And two, we think other people think this about us and neither of those things are true. So whatever your number is, you're not alone in that feeling or those thoughts or the intensity of where you are. I want you to take a deep breath and know that this number, that's just where you're at now and it has no other meaning than that. It's just your starting place. So take a deep breath and as you do so, give yourself permission to let go of all judgment for the intensity of your thoughts. You are having these thoughts for a reason. Experiences in your life that came from people who either didn't understand you or who were guiding you based on their own negative self-talk, built these stories within you. The stories are inside of you now, but they came from outside of you. They are not yours. They are based in the thoughts and ideas of people who just didn't know how to love and guide you properly, and that is not your fault. As someone who believed for decades that I deserved to be treated like a worthless piece of garbage, I can tell you, no one is born unworthy and undeserving. 
We are all born deserving of love and support. And if we didn't get it, the fault is not in us. It comes from the society, culture, and family systems that are built on broken information and knowledge and generations of trauma. You are not broken, but there is a lot around you and in the world that is. And again, that is not your fault. It's not your responsibility. All you need to know is that what happened was not based in the truth of who you are, and you deserve to live the truth of who you are. You deserve to find the love and support within you. So as you sit with the number of intensity of your thoughts between 1 and 10, I want you to now find the number that's down just two notches. That's the goal for you right here now. Your goal for today is to go down two numbers from where you are. I know this might not sound like a lot, but when you slightly lower the intensity, you actually take a lot of the pressure off. It's like you're no longer slamming slamming on a gas pedal, but instead you've eased off and now you can control the vehicle a little better. And when you lower the intensity just a slight bit, you allow in space for things that will lower it even further, and then it will gradually lead you into getting it down to a very manageable place, perhaps a two or a three. And this is what we want it to be, a step-by-step process, not a leap from ten to zero, but going down gradually in ways that feel gentle and safe. How long it takes you to get to a two or three is going to be personal to you, and it will fluctuate over time. If it takes you a few days this time, and then next time it takes you a few months, and you don't even go down as much, that's okay. It doesn't mean anything. Progress is a funny thing in that it's not a straight line to recovery, but a zigzagging line that generally only makes sense when we can look back. Now that you have your goal to lower the intensity a few notches, we're going to ease into that. We're going to do this gently because wherever these thoughts are coming from, it's a highly wounded place within you. And we don't want to ambush a part of ourself that's already hurting and in need of love. So we're just going to start by acknowledging fully and completely that these thoughts are here. Give yourself a moment to fully acknowledge these thoughts and and say to them, I see you and I hear you. You're here. You want my attention. I acknowledge you. Sit with this for a moment, just acknowledging them and make sure to take some deep breaths while you do so. Now that we've acknowledged these thoughts, We want to acknowledge that they are, in fact, thoughts and not facts. Thoughts are not pillars of cement within us that cannot be changed or moved. They are neurons firing, and neurons are tiny little fibers in our brain, and they can actually change at any time and rewire how they fire, which tells us new thoughts and a new story. And so as we acknowledge that these thoughts are here, we don't want to just fall into them and say, yes, you're here, 
You're the ultimate truth, and I have to listen to you and abide by you. Rather, we want to acknowledge that they are here, and they are rooted in other people's false perceptions. If your thoughts are not allowing you to see that they are rooted in some mistruth, or in a distorted perception of yourself in the world, and they're shouting at you that they are the truth and 100% factual, and that's just how it is, then this is when you want to remind yourself that the goal here is not to go from a 10 to a 0, but to just lower the intensity. You want to let in a crack of light. And so... To help do this, try presenting it as a question, as a curiosity. What if these thoughts aren't the whole story? What if there's other information you need that you don't yet have? What if it's possible that some or all of what these thoughts say is a lie? What if you'd been raised in a loving and supportive way? What kinds of thoughts would you have then? And just kind of look at your thoughts with this sense of curiosity and allow these questions to come in as just a what-if scenario. What if you had other thoughts? How would that feel? At this point, we've already covered the first four steps I take when dealing with my own intrusive thoughts, and I just want to go over them again. The first step I take is to honor the intensity of my thoughts and to honor where I'm at on a scale of 1 to 10. I remind myself that there are no right or wrong numbers. There are only reflections of experiences that led me to this point. The second step is to set a goal to lower the intensity by a few notches and to know that this feels small, but it's important and helpful to the big picture. The third step is to fully acknowledge the presence of the thoughts within me and to know they're coming from a very wounded place and I don't want to attack this part of me that's hurting. I just want to let it know it's seen and it's heard. And the fourth step is to then acknowledge that these thoughts are not facts but stories within me built upon false information. They are built upon other people's truth that's rooted in what they know to be true of themselves in the world, and it is not rooted in my own truth, which I am still in the process of discovering and cultivating. The last step I want to share is the one I tend to focus the most time on. In the last step, I remind myself over and over, these thoughts are not about who I am. They are about the messages I received from outside of me. These thoughts tell me about the well-being of the parents, society, and culture that guided my own self-image. I acknowledge that these thoughts are like programs running on a computer, and I am not destined to run the same program for the rest of my life. I have the ability to choose new thoughts, which will in time rewrite the inner program I'm running. And this is the last step, is choosing new thoughts. After we've acknowledged the negative thoughts and acknowledged that they are not rooted in the truth, 
We want to open to the knowing that we can access new thoughts. We want to acknowledge what the truth of our own self really is. We want to acknowledge how our heart would talk to us. We want to acknowledge how our own best friend would talk to us. We want to acknowledge how we would talk to ourselves if we had parented ourselves and guided ourselves from a place of complete love and support. We want to acknowledge that we are not worthless, we have value, and there are people who love us just for who we are. This is another moment when the thoughts might start shouting at you and telling you, nope, not going to happen. I'm in charge and I'm not going anywhere. I'm telling you what you are and what I say is still the truth. And if this is happening, this is only natural and it's not because you can't change or because these thoughts actually are true. There is a biological reason for this that does explain it all, but because I don't want this episode to be two hours long, I'm not going to go all the way into it. I will share a resource I have on my website at the end that will help you to learn more about this. And this course is donation-based. I'm not throwing something out there that's going to ultimately cost you thousands of dollars. So when I reference this course at the end, just know I created it to help as many people as possible. And I will come back to that at the end. But for now, what you need to know is your brain likes to preserve energy. It likes the path of least resistance. It likes thoughts you've been thinking for a long time, whether they're working for you or not, whether they're true or not, whether they're rational or irrational. Your brain likes to default to thoughts that it has been thinking for a long time because these thoughts are deeply rooted in the neurons and it takes no effort to think them. So when you default to negative and intrusive thoughts and they start shouting at you that they're not going to change, it's not because on some level they must be true and you can't change. It's a simple biological and chemical aspect of how your brain evolved and it just has to do with the fact that these are the thoughts that are already there. And so your brain flows electricity there first. Planting and growing new thoughts does take energy It does take effort to kind of push back and stop feeding energy to them and feed energy to the new ones. And that's why change and healing should really be approached as a marathon and not a sprint. That's why so much of our goal is to turn down the intensity because we are in a process of change and it's not going to happen instantly. But because your brain defaults to the strongest thought, once you kind of make that shift over to thinking these thoughts more repeatedly, the momentum will pick up and carry you forward. And you just got to get to that moment of critical mass and you can get there. As someone who spent decades thinking the most hateful, vile things about myself, I promise you change is possible. And it's not like you're waiting for this incredible moment where you're going to feel better 
The process of the change is very fulfilling and satisfying in itself because you are going on a process of self-discovery and you're finding things in yourself that you didn't know were there. And so I don't want you to look at it as this is going to take such a long time and it's not worth it because every moment will have its rewards and every moment will have its victories and you will feel better along the way. And so you don't have to wait and worry, well, how long is this going to take? There will be rewards along the way and you just have to keep going. So as you go on this journey and this process of self-discovery, one way to counteract the thoughts when they refuse to let you think new and more positive ones is to ask yourself, how are these negative thoughts benefiting you? When you understand what they're doing for you, they can lose a lot of their power and their charge and start to break free easier. This might sound crazy or strange or not real, because what benefit could there be to these thoughts and to cutting your own self down? I'll just share some examples from myself, and I hope this will help to maybe illuminate and spark some thoughts in your own self about what are your benefits. For me, when I'm spiraling in negative and hateful self-talk, I'm doing so because deep down, I want to spare myself from massive disappointments. I am so fully convinced no one will ever really love me that I believe if I reject myself first and tell myself all these horrible things, it'll hurt less when other people eventually do it. And of course, this process of self-protection and defense is not actually rooted in reality. I have a very loving and supportive network of friends who would never say things to me like, you're worthless, you're human garbage. This is never going to happen, and yet my brain tells me it is, and so I better say it first so I don't feel like the rug has been pulled out from under me. And that's my first benefit, is just sparing myself from disappointment. Another benefit for me is it gave me a sense of connection and closeness to my parents. If I agreed with the way they put me down, then on some level, I felt like we were bonding. If I agreed with them when they were in a state of rage and making me feel two inches tall, then I believed I would be more likely to gain their approval. If I agreed with the way they treated me, then I wasn't alone. It made me feel like we're all in this together and we were kind of in agreement and we were connecting, we were a unit. And what I really wanted deep down was to just not feel so alone. So the benefit to me was if I agree with them, I'm not on the outside of this, but I'm with them, we're together. And like my previous example, this is highly irrational and makes no sense when you start to break it down. And this is where asking yourself what benefit you gain from your intrusive and negative thoughts can start to help you. It starts to break down their foundation and you start to go, wait, that doesn't make any sense at all. And if that doesn't make sense, then maybe there's more things in here that aren't real and also not based in reality. Acknowledging that these thoughts have benefits to us, even ones that are distorted and irrational, can also help us to see that at the root of it all, 
We were just trying to help ourselves in the only way we could at the time. We created these thoughts with very limited tools and knowledge. And although in the end, these thoughts caused a lot of pain, they were not created because we wanted to hurt and destroy ourselves. At their very core is the seed of self-love, a seed trying to protect us from something, trying to help our inner self when we were just scared and being mistreated and didn't know how to properly process these experiences. And from that seed of self-love, something else entirely new can grow within you. Something based on what you know now and based on what you want to tell yourself. I think this is a good place to stop this episode, even though there's so much more I want to share with you. I really want to talk more about transforming negative self-talk into positive self-talk and how I do that, which is through visualization. I have so much to share about this and you can learn more about this in the resource I mentioned earlier. This is the donation-based course I have. I've put together a course that will teach you about neurons, how our inner self-talk developed, why your brain defaults to negative thoughts, and how meditation and visualization can help with changing these inner experiences. This course also gets into the spiritual aspects of healing, how your thoughts work with the energy of the universe, and what co-creation and the law of attraction actually mean. It's everything I wish I'd known when I began working on my own healing and transformation. Like I said, this course is offered on a a donation basis, or you can get it for free when you become a member of the Healing Sanctuary, which is my resource of meditations and visualizations. You'll find links to both the course and the Healing Sanctuary through my episode notes, my bio, or by going to my website melissa-field.com. You can also find me on Instagram at meditate underscore with underscore Melissa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I have so much love and respect for you for showing up for this today because I know how scary and uncomfortable it is to face these things within ourselves. If you know someone who would benefit from this talk, please share it with them. If you have any questions or comments, please find me on Instagram or go to my website where you'll find my email. And I'll hopefully be back soon with more to share on healing and personal empowerment. Thank you again so much. And I hope you feel a little better and that this helped you in some way because I want you to feel better and you truly deserve to feel better.